Hey everybody, welcome to Melman Podcast. Uh, my name is Zach Marzo. David Melman. David Melman is here and we have a special guest with us today. Uh, Lisa Schippel is the managing attorney slash only attorney. She is the one at her firm. Um, she does real estate, um, wills, trusts, probate, a lot of things that uh, not many people really know about, but she's going to share a little bit about her background, um, how she kind of came up uh, from starting working for somebody else to now having her own firm, managing a team of employees and, and just uh, being well-known in the community um, and staying relevant in her community with her practice and area of law. So thank you so much, Lisa, for coming on, joining us, and sharing a little time with us. Thanks, Lisa. Uh, thank you for having me. Sure, sure. Jump right in, Lisa, and just tell you know everybody who's watching and listening you know what you do specifically, um, and we're just going to let our conversation organically flow from, from there. Sure. So I have a small firm over in Alpharetta. I've been um, on my own now for about nine years, almost 10 years, and it's a small office. I have three full-time staff members. We do real estate, any, any sorts of real estate, whether it's commercial, residential, refinance, you name it, I can close it. And um, some estate planning, probate, like you said, I set up small um, companies or help be- people buy small businesses or sell small businesses. Okay. And... and- before this, you were working with um, somebody for 17 years, yes. right? 17 years. Yes. So at what point, you know, did you want to just branch off and do it yourself? Like, what was that push, if you, yeah, if you don't mind? So, yeah. It's really interesting. There, there's so, there were so many facets, I guess, that went into my decision to go out on my own. I was very comfortable working at the same firm for 17 years. It was here in Roswell, and I had great experience. I was hired in a down market where it was very hard for an attorney to find a job, and I became part of the family firm. And um, 17 years went by, and I, you know, I grew, you know, personally, but um, there was a downturn in the market. I got divorced, and I just needed a clean, um, a clean break from everything. And right after my divorce was final, I also, I guess, divorced my law partners and sure. went out and opened up my own firm. That's really cool. I mean, not a lot of people, I guess, go into uh, their own venture, um, you know, down the line. But I guess it tells people that are watching that at no point, you know, no matter how comfortable you are, where you are, you never really know what the next step could be. And that could be, you know, doing your own thing. But how did you, I guess, did you feel when you were working for that 17 years that, um, you would want to have your own practice at some point? You were just waiting for the opportunity or maybe not? No. And, and I will tell you, when I left the firm, everything was on good terms. They even sent me some business to help awesome. me start cool. up my, nice. my own um, practice. Sure. But um, I, I never had any intention of going out on my own. I, my, my main intention really was to retire sure. early. Sure. I was married. I had kids and I wanted to work for a certain amount of years and then and then do other things, whether it was volunteer, mostly volunteering. That's what I saw my life being um, in my 40s and 50s, more of a volunteer. And when I got divorced, that wasn't really an option for me. I had to continue my career. And since the market was so bad, I wasn't really earning a lot of money. And a lot of um, the thoughts of me and the other attorney, they weren't uh, aligned anymore. 
And I knew that I'd have to work for, you know, another 20 years or so. And so it was easier for me to be able to make my own decisions in my own practice, who I was going to hire, what kind of work I was going to do. And I really got a push from some outside forces that said, you know, you could do this. And what I did was I called some solo practitioners. Sure. I said, well, like, what does it take to be sure. a solo practitioner? And then you realize starting a law firm is one of the easiest businesses you can start. Um, as long as you have a license mm-hmm. and a brain and maybe a computer. And sure, insurance. that's right. Not a lot of overhead. Ago. There's mm-hmm. not much overhead, right? Exactly. You, you can know, work anywhere and do anything as long as you have, you know, those basic. Uh, ba- sure. As long as you have the basic foundational yeah. stuff, because a lot of places, doctor's offices, even like physical therapy or being a personal trainer, you have to have a lot of equipment. But Correct. with law, right, you need a, a computer, a Wi-Fi connection and I guess uh, just some some hustle to, sure. to to get it going, but I think that's really cool that you use that opportunity. I guess in your life where a lot of things were changing, and you kind of went down an, another path, and maybe I don't know now if you wish that the seventeen years you could take it back and have been Lisa Shipple Law from the get go. No, I I don't. I really just think it was a good time. I think sure. that. Um, you know, we were talking about just COVID and what's going on now. Mm-hmm. When things are slow or things are, um, you know, not as fast-paced, sure. you're not so busy with business, you can actually reflect on what you're doing and what you need to grow in the future. Mm-hmm. And I used that time when the market was down and we weren't working so hard to figure out how I was going to sustain myself for the next 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I'm able to do that now as well. I mean, I've been busy during the whole stay at home. And, um, but I also did have some time to think through processes and procedures and, and plan my next, you know, 10 to 20 years. Sure. Sure. And create a balance in life to where you enjoy going to work every day. Some people just look to work, 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 and they have an age in mind where they're going to retire. But it's like you're chasing this year which might never even come, God forbid something, you know, something happens. So why do you keep chasing something that, you know, and for me, like I always tell Zach, like I value life at different stages of life more than the the same five years at X point is worth three times more to me than the five years at the other point. Right. So you need to value that. So people are chasing, 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 and they'll be 75 and then retire, but then you can't really enjoy it like you wanted to, right? But if you can balance it and do it on your time and your terms based on the reflection that you went through, you have your own practice. We've done multiple transactions with your company. Amazing. Like, no stress. Boom, done. Amazing. We've had complicated ones. We've had more easier ones, I think. I don't know anything about real estate. That's your <laughs> world. I feel like, you know, no matter what it was, it was smooth. And from you, from your team, and getting everything together, and um, you, it was you in the beginning, you know, when you went solo, and then you hired somebody, you hired somebody else, you hired somebody else, you're giving back to the community by offering employment, a great environment for people, and then you're also giving somebody a life to work in. So it's really cool how it just branches out with the move you made affected other people's lives too. Because where would they be if you didn't make that move? It's just interesting how it all works out. Exactly. I mean, when... You know? When we were unsure of how um, the economy was going to progress back in early March, the most thing uh, I was concerned more about my staff because sure. I know that I feed or, or take care of four families, not sure. just sure. one family. Mm-hmm. Sure, and people don't re- always realize that the sh- the weight on your shoulders, you know, and you don't show it because it's not your you're you're the leader. 
you know, but at night, sometimes you're looking at it and it's not just about the money. It's about the peace of mind for your team too. Like when they're seeing on the news, unemployment rates, millions, 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 like I'm sure, like, I don't think it's because I'm not an employee. You're not an employee. Some employees might be going to bed at night wondering, like, when is this company going to cut me off? Well, exactly. That's freaky, you know? And it's really nice for you not to have to have done that. And because the way you were structured, you set it up to succeed even during, you know? Mm-hmm. And that comes from the leader. So if you're thinking with negative energy, it's going to eventually pour down on everything. And then it's just going to, it'll collapse. The foundation will collapse. And you held it up stronger and, you know, like people don't realize that sometimes like, oh, the boss or the, whatever it's called, like there's a lot of moves we make that the people don't realize. And it's okay. They don't realize it. Don't worry about it. Like it's on our shoulders. We'll handle it. And that's why it keeps flowing. Right. That's all you have to worry about. Mm-hmm. Is it flowing? So I praise you for that. I oh, think it's really you. nice. I think it's really sweet. Who you know? is uh, Lisa, your biggest, I guess, referral source or how do you communicate? Like, who, I know you're big with like you were talking about volunteering, doing community work, which is awesome. And we're always looking for opportunities to do so. It kind of stinks now with coronavirus because there's not as many events where you can set up a table booth, interact with people, which I hate because we were doing that a lot last year, uh, sponsoring 5K races or just good causes um, and whatnot. But for you, I, I want a little. I want to know a little bit more about... Um, how you continue to stay relevant. There's a lot of, I'm sure, uh, uh, attorneys that practice all types of law. We're all in competition, not directly uh, against each other, but amongst people that do your type of law. What do you do to, I guess, manage those relationships or whether that's with brokers or realtors or other attorneys? What's What works for you, I guess? Well, it's funny. I, I think of myself more as a small business owner than as an attorney or a law firm. Sure. And and that's how I look at my practice and how I um, obtain business. And, and really my main motto for myself is just be nice. I'm nice to people. I try and help them when I can. Everything doesn't always have a price tag associated with it. Um, my main referral sources are not necessarily people who get things from me, but they just know that I'm going to do a good job for their people. And so they trust that I'm going to make them look good Mm -hmm. and also not steer anyone away from them later on, right? They trust you. So I get uh, business a lot of times from mortgage brokers, from commercial realtors, uh, residential realtors. um, But most of my um, referrals come from clients. You know, you have a closing at my office and you tell your friend, now she wants to close with me, even though her realtor is telling her to close somewhere else. else. Sure. She's like, no, 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 <laughs> I, I want to close with Lisa. I heard she's good. Correct. And and so my business a lot of times isn't in, in mass, but it's the one-offs. Sure. And so that's a much harder business <laughs> strategy. Sure. But um, It's organic. It's organic. Mm-hmm. I look at it, it's funny because when I started my own business, I looked at my business model as a, an inverted pyramid. I figured... When I left, if I could do like one real estate transaction, one LLC set up, and like one set of wills in my first month, I could pay my bills. Sure. Okay? And and then I can grow from there. So if I had three clients, and they each told one person, or maybe two people, then my business model would grow like this. And and so the more clients I have, the more referrals I get. Mm-hmm. 
and, and it's proven well for me. Sure. And that's making sure that every client that you had left happy because a lot of times like, oh, I got the business and then you kind of forget about them because you're thinking about the next client when really the next client can come from that client's making sure that as we do on uh, Melman Law Group is that everybody uh, is a walking billboard or referral source when they leave because you just take advantage of the clients you have already and use them to generate more business be kind. It's a long-term strategy because we talk, always talk about, you know, you want to you want to grow, you want to explode, but so, certain things take time. And being kind and letting the word just kind of spread naturally is a process. But I think it works every time. It works. You're patient. And you brought up an interesting topic with, um, like referrals, like people that you work with that you refer, they expect back, right? You know, like those, are like I don't like that kind of business, you know. Like relationships are so much more crucial than the referral game back and forth. And we're big on relationships too at our everyday, you know, job. You got to work with people that want to work with you. Not that like are forced to do this or that. Like if you don't want to work with us, cool. Like we're very, like in our everyday job, we work with a lot, a lot of different people, a lot of different people. And it's not like, you know, you owe or I owe, like, or it came from you. So we'll take care of you. Like it doesn't work like that. We, we're a team. We're all together. People have slower times. People have busier times. You you have each other's back during any time. And that's the kind of people we want to be around, you know? Sure, sure. So I think it's important. Be- because if I support you, you might not support me, but you might support so-and-so who in turn refers to me. I mean, and, and it doesn't have to work that way. I never expect anything sure. from a sure. referral. Yeah, exactly, you know? So I think it's just good business, you know, good integrity. It's Your, your foundation might be not like the 20 billboards out there to grow crazy. What's his name? Mark Spain, or I'm not calling Mark Spain. Oh, he's, he's a realtor. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm thinking he's real. So my, my bad. But still, my bad. Yeah. That's insane though. To actually have a realtor on that level. Like it's like, it's insane. You know, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. No, no, no. You know, when I first yeah. started practicing law, I'll tell you how old I sure, am. Sure. Sure. I'm thinking we weren't allowed to have like yeah. billboards. No and billboards. Stuff. Yeah. Ethically, we weren't allowed to advertise like wow. that. So, okay. So yeah. interesting. <laughs> Times but, have changed. But, but I'm <laughs> just thinking like, you know, there's lawyers everywhere. Like you call people you work with that, you know, and that's what I do. You know, like the people that I work with, I have their cell phone number. Mm-hmm. We create a relationship and they're like, email my assistant. Like I'm not working with you. Mm-hmm. Done. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's already my flag of, you know, like, you, don't, you know, I want to work with you. I want to talk to you. I want to be I want you to have access to me, me access to you. That's a relationship, not like email my assistant and we'll get back to you. So I think, um, you know, where our everyday job is in law. My wife is the founder here. You're, you know, you're, you're an attorney, but also tell us about what you brought in here. Well, please. Yeah. It's funny because we're talking about referrals. Mm -hmm. So back when I got divorced in 2010, there was a time period and it's still true to this day, but People call me for divorce attorney referrals. Right. And they're afraid to call an attorney on their own. It's just a everyone's afraid when they're getting divorced. Sure, right? sure, sure. They don't know who to trust or who to call. So I was starting to get all these referrals of folks who were getting divorced. Sure. And I was spending, you know, like a half an hour, an hour with each of them, not as an attorney, but just as a person. Mm-hmm. They called me because I was an attorney and that, and I also went through a divorce, so they felt safe in talking to me and asking me for a referral for an attorney. Sure, they trusted you. So I was doing this, like, and then I started calculating how much time am I spending a week talking to folks, and I started to take down notes and journal in, like, the experiences, the stories that I was hearing, um, my life, my friends' lives, and um, I was noticing a lot of issues that were um, 
that just kept coming up. Sure. Right? Yeah, they were repetitive. Yep. So I, st I started taking these notes, and then I put all my notes away for a couple of years. And, um, and then last year I took my notes, and I decided to publish a book. So it's basic. It's a it's an easy, fun read, but sure. it has some pointers where you can learn. Um, you know, your divorce attorney knows divorce. They don't know every single um, angle of the law. They're not your therapist. They're not your financial advisor. They're not your friend. There's there's a th one purpose they're supposed to help you with is to help you get through the divorce legally. Sure. And so it's just some antidotal stories and um, for people to pick up. And now, I, now when they call for a referral, I give a referral and yeah. they say, mm -hmm. okay, you know, all the yeah, answers. Yeah, get, the, the, get the book. You know, here, well, can you keep So it's up? on Amazon, actually. Uh -huh. oh, cool. It's Traveling Through Divorce. Awesome. Mm -hmm. From point A to point me. Sure. I oh, like that's to travel. Cool. That's nice. So yeah. yeah. Very cool. It all goes back to like you being kind, genuine, and then helping people not with something, you know, kind of uh, – uh, in return or you're expecting something in return, but it happens to us too, where, you know, we help somebody through, um, you know, their situation. And then they call us about something so unrelated to the law that Melman law group practices. But if we're, we don't just not call them back or not pick up the phone or, or just text them, it's like a warm phone call to follow up. How's everything going? Let's point you in the right direction. And it just, like, because that's what a, a human being should do. Exactly. But in return, we benefit from it just by being kind and nice. But not many people, I don't think, use that um, that type of thing. I mean, we have clients, like, they hang up on on people or employees that burn bridges. It's like, yeah. you, you're, the firm you left after 17 years helped you out. Like, when you could have just been, like, you could have left the wrong way, which a lot of people do. So, I, th I think there's a lot of value in doing the right thing, being kind, treating people right. It's so it's so basic, but not many people like follow through with that. No, they don't. I think um, it's mindset, how you were raised, maybe what mm -hmm. you've experienced, uh, where you're from. All of these have, you know, big factors on coming together. What happens? What kind of person are you going to be? Um, what advice can you give to somebody looking to maybe branch out on their own, right? They've been working for somebody and I'm and branch out, not somebody that's just coming out of law school specifically, but they've been working for somebody for a couple of years and they're scared to take that leap. Like that, it's a, it's a scary leap. I mean, you have to admit, it's not easy. It's scary. Yeah. You, you first have a business plan. Correct. How are you going to get business? Um, it's very hard to get those first few clients. Sure. And, and what are you going to do to bring, what are you going to do to bring in business and who are going to be your people help you for through those first few years sure you know as a solo practitioner for a long time and still to this day once in a while I have something come across my desk and I know I'm doing it right but I'm just maybe not sure like I want a second opinion yeah so I have a referral source of different attorneys where I call them ask them a question or they can call me and ask me a question and, and we're more than happy to help one another and Great. you shouldn't be ashamed not everybody knows everything sure mm -hmm. some people and it's okay to admit think. <laughs> yeah, I know. it's I know. okay to admit that too you know like you don't have to know yeah. everything nobody's perfect like nobody knows everything everybody we talked about this once before that like a um everybody has a coach i don't even coaches have coaches right so it's sure. like there's never uh you're never too good to not reach out to somebody like you're saying to for, do that to lend a hand or just help or 
come together, create an idea together, you know, you name it. Our trial lawyer has a listserv. We always joke with him in the beginning, but it's a listserv of hundreds of lawyers on there where, well, there'll be a certain judge in a case or a, a defense attorney, and he'll send an email, but in like 30 minutes, everyone's commenting on it. Like they're all answering because everyone helps each other. Uh-huh. So he'll get the insight on like a defense attorney in like 30 minutes of oh, like wow. their experience with them, you know? So it's so useful to leverage and help one another in your network because these are fellow people in your industry. You're viewing them as, I guess, compliments to your business, not competition only. You know, that's how yes, you have to think of it. Correct. These are people that are, you know, if you weren't going to get that client either way, it's going somewhere else. So right. why think of that person as the enemy or the competitor? Come together and collaborate as one and you can help each other out. And that's what we're about too. You know, I think it's really neat because you have to be able to be, first of all, honest with yourself enough to ask for help. Some people don't like to ask. They're like, you know, everything, and then they're going to make the mistake, and it's going to hurt a lot more when the mistake's made when you could have just asked somebody. Like, your ego can be healed, but some mistakes, like if you make a big mistake, I mean, it could be pretty bad. Oh, I tell my staff you know? all the time, on a smaller level, I tell the staff, it's so much easier to check something in advance, you know, make sure there are no m- mistakes. It, it takes you 10 times as long to fix a mistake sure. than to knock it out, you know, before so true. It long level of stress, people you got to bother because you made a mistake. Oh, yeah. It's a whole pile of garbage. If you, you know, just double check, triple check, ask questions, you know, so I think that's, that's yeah, definitely for a big sure. One. Yeah, yeah. You have to be precise with your speed because, you know, uh, Maureen and David are the demanding is probably the wrong word. We just want to get the job done right and be efficient, but a lot of people, like, they're moving too fast because they're trying to get it done quick, and then it's sloppy. I'd rather just have something that's, uh, you know, maybe you took a little bit longer, but now seven people don't have to look at it and, you know, fix it type of type of <laughs> scenario. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that, that's, a, that's a great point there. I think for you, Lisa, um, you know, I'm curious more about, like, you wanting to volunteer or be a part of the community? Is there anything, I guess it's near and dear to your heart that you, I guess, enjoy giving back to or even how maybe you, maybe you're, um, uh, big with wanting to volunteer and things. It's harder though, to then get your team involved as well. We try obviously, and our team is great with joining in in events and whatnot, but I, I think it's really cool that one, you're doing that because not everybody gives back, but is there anything in particular that, you're more passionate about than others or just out of curiosity? You know, I, um, I was chairperson of the Alpharetta chamber last year. So okay, cool. in that way I wanted to help small business. Sure. Um, I am on the advisory board at the North Fulton community charities. Okay. Cool. Uh, I don't give enough time sure. there. I might throw dollars there. Hey, sure. Sure. Well, sure. Um, it's one way to obviously to, to help, you know, the, um, what I like to do is help individuals. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Just so in general. What I might not get involved in is is like a big organization. But right. when I see someone needs help and they know they can't really afford the help and they're not asking for something for free, that's when I want to go and be their person or mm-hmm. at least put them in the right direction. So, I, you know, just when people do call me or a friend calls me and says so and so needs help, that's how I like I like to help people. Sure. I, I used to help the Alfreda High School Foundation. Oh, cool. So it's just basically uh, a lot of times I can't say no to folks. I've, I've been better about that because I just want to help where I could really 
you know, make a, make, make a, a change for someone. Yeah. Right. For you. It's hard too. Cause we've, you know, tried to help certain organizations and we want to do different things, whether it's, uh, helping out with, you know, the homeless population or, you know, children that are homeless or then, you know, children or adults that have, you know, disabilities or illnesses. There's so many places you can put your time, but then it's, you know, those people obviously want to follow back up, but it's hard because there's so many different causes. You have to obviously just help where you can and, and kind of pick and choose what you want to do. And it's, it's tough because with the coronavirus, COVID-19 situation, there's so much more that we want to do and be out in the community. And it's just, you know, changed as far yeah. as regulations and things, which sucks, but I'm hoping and waiting for it to come back. Um, you know, where more than 10 people can be in one room together and not worry about, you know, their health. Like one thing I do is when um, when I see that I have a veteran, somehow I can figure it out either through my estate planning questions mm-hmm. or through I like to talk to all my clients. Sure, sure. So I figure things out. I ask a lot of questions, and so if I figure out that I have a veteran client, I will just automatically give them a discount without them even asking. Really nice of you. Sure, absolutely. And uh, it's funny you say that because even in our business, you know. With, Police, firemen, yeah. veterans—we do, Te- yeah, do the same. Teachers, mm-hmm. and they, they don't even ask for it. Like they don't ask, mm-hmm. like you know. Um, and we do it, and it's just to do the right thing, and maybe even a little more in the end too. We do it, you know. Right. So you've got to be good, a good person all around. And it seems like that's how you built your business—is being a good person, a good leader, and it flows. It'll eventually gravitate to you, little by little. You know, the first couple clients will spread and spread. Mm-hmm. Nine years later, it's spreading amazingly. You have a great team. To, you know, I enjoy working with you, talking to you. And, um, you know, we really appreciate your time coming in here today. And, um, yeah, thank you so much for everything. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. the smooth closings, the great <laughs> relationship we have, and it's been awesome. Yeah, for I sure. think it's super cool that, you know, Lisa's talked about running really more of a um, – uh, I don't want to say a care, you know, business, but you're not, you know, I'm a lawyer. I want to help, you know, people with this type of law and specifically just kind of wearing your lawyer hat all the time. You're really more like, Hey, I'm Lisa. I'm here to help. And you know, business that comes in after that is just like icing on the cake. Yes. You're here to do business, but you're really thinking more about people and helping and caring as opposed to kind of the, the, um, you know, looking at everybody's head as a dollar amount and being a lawyer and wanting to help them. And that's how it's, our culture is here as well. Like if the focus is on service and customer care and client care and help, and, you know, things kind of just tend to fall into place if you, if you live that out, you know, so I think that's really cool because there's a lot of attorneys. I mean, I don't know that many attorneys, just, you know, myself, but you know, any business, there's a lot of, you know, egos and things and not everybody's willing to help and they just want to be kind of, uh, I don't know, macho man, macho woman, you know, you name it. But I think it's really cool. And that's why we only bring, you know, people on and want to relate to people and connect with people that we know are good people and are, are here to help, right? For sure. Awesome. It's all nice. about. Thank you. Th- th- thank you so much, Lisa. Hope you have a great rest of your day.